Well, um, welcome to our vagina. This is Jesse Karen. Elizabeth Warren surrogate. And this is Rebecca <laughs> Frank, also an Elizabeth Warren surrogate. We're having our current historical, hysterical, and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. That are often ignored. Um, uh-huh. All content made up on the spot, but probably research. Just kidding, fools. It's definitely research. Like Elizabeth Warren. Like she our researches co- <laughs> everything. everything. <laughs> So welcome to the show. Before we get started, we just want to let you know that we are having a live event at Three's Brewing on Douglas Street on Sunday, March 8th at 2.30 p.m. Come see us, get weird, talk about vaginas, and do a live recording of our podcast. Also, please donate to us on glow.fm slash welcome to my vagina. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win. If we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is, but understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. So today we're endorsing Elizabeth Warren. And here's why. This is a special uh, episode that we're doing because personally, and I think we both are feeling this way, there's been a a feeling of what about Warren? (laughs) Yeah. And whether she's electable or not, which is like, she is electable. If you fucking vote for her, buy that t-shirt. We'll put the link in the notes. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I think I actually sat down. I I got home from work the other day and I sat down and I had like a serious, a moment of like melting into the couch in a way that I don't feel like is natural to me. I don't know. You're you're my friend, but I feel like I think I'm a pretty much like, let's get up and fight another day kind of thing. or at least I try to be, but I think I had this moment where I sat down and scrolling through the news and listening to podcasts and um, watching social media and and being and thinking like, how can this be happening again, again, but in a different way and in this way that nobody can acknowledge and it's not tangible because like, as much as it. It, it hurt and as, as angry as I was about everything that was happening with Hillary, there was something you could touch, right? Like Hillary was a great candidate, but she was also like, obviously she was like a person that you could latch onto and be like, she's not likable. People have hated Hillary Clinton for a very long time. Totally. She's yeah. shrill. She's not likable. There were lots of things you could attach to her not being that like homemaking woman. And yeah. even if she was a homemaking woman, like with us, it's always like a, a, a double-edged sword where it's like you're either too weak or you're too strong mm-hmm. kind of situation. Or, yeah. you're, or you're going after people, which is what's happening with Warren, where like people are like, oh, she's either attacking too hard or she's too weak to fight back. Yeah. Or she's uh, basically like throwing in the towel and being the unity candidate. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, even last night I was talking, I was between, I was stuck between two guys who were trying to tell me that Elizabeth Warren was corporate Bernie. And that she was only stealing the things that Bernie said in 2016. Like, that's fucking bullshit. Actually, that's not true. Because if you look back before the housing crisis, she 
predicted actually it. predicted it four years in advance and went after corporations yeah. and banks and spoke about all of the things that Bernie's talking about now. She created the the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, yeah. which has like which really helped people after after the two thousand and eight um, bank explosion that we yeah. had. They were preying on people, and she created a bureau that would protect people yep. from corporations. Yeah. Through this whole process, I keep remembering. I keep remembering, in 2016, all of the dudes who hated Hillary and had all their, you know, quote unquote reasons for hating Hillary. How how many people said, "Well, if Warren were running, I would support Warren." And I remember <sighs> thinking to myself, "You say because I know the patriarchy," and I was like, "You say that now, but wait until she runs." Yeah. And sure enough, yeah. here we are. It's just it's so hard to be. It's it it's so hard to call this out as sexism because people don't understand the nuanced way in which she's being erased. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that she is, I mean, by far the most competent and experienced candidate, like put together in terms of getting stuff done, um, having the gumption, having the plans. Um, but also on top of it, the fact that she is just, prepared and well thought out and asking for advice in all the right places um and and still like women can't be perfect enough like we can never be perfect we enough. can never be perfect enough it's nothing that we can do yeah it's super frustrating i'm frustrated <laughs> i'm like i've been operating at like a low level rage for like a while well because <sighs> Sorry, this is is like weirdly, like deeply personal. I feel like yeah, <laughs> no. I warning to all of our listeners. Probably both of us will cry during this episode. Oh yeah, I'm already like feeling like I'm gonna cry. I like yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> this is really, this is really hard. We've been talking about this a lot. Yeah, well, because it's it's also like I was talking to Rebecca about this earlier. Is that like I feel like every time that I have to talk about why I'm voting for Warren, I have to justify myself. Mm -hmm. Or every time I talk about why she's a better candidate than Bernie Sanders, that I have to say, not all Bernie Sanders fans are right aggressors, right? Or like she she's not perfect, but but like I I've never heard any supporter for a non female for a non white male candidate have to feel like they have to say. I know they like preempt all of the complaints. Yeah, I know they've done A, B, and C because guess what. Nobody is perfect. If I ran for president, like, Lord only knows, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would come up. But, like, like every person has fucked up. Like, we talked about this before when we talked about the cancel culture episode. Like, mm -hmm. every single person in their lives has made a mistake at some point. And the difference is, like, who whose mistakes stick to them and whose mistakes do not stick to them? Mm -hmm. Like, why? We know why. We know. Because she's... Ah, uh, because she's got a vagina. I, it's true, but I also like it's so funny because like I want to say because it, because she's a woman, and I feel like I can't say that because people are like, ugh, rolling their eyes at the fact that like that's a possibility. But right. everyone who has a vagina, who's done, who who like knows this feeling, is sitting there going, "Yep, yeah, yeah." I mean, mm -hmm. like, how many? Okay, so all of you, all of you listeners, like women specifically, but like I think we can also talk of like people of color as well. Um, how many times have you been in a conversation with people where you knew more and you've shared your feelings and been talked over or ignored or had somebody 
have everyone ignore you and then have someone restate your opinion. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden your opinion mattered mm-hmm. because somebody else said it. Yeah. Like that's how it is. It's like she has spent all of this time creating like a early childhood education program Mm -hmm. that she said had originally been put forward i'm pretty sure by kamala harris and has made a point of of giving credit where credit's due and guess who just went on tv like a few days ago to promote his new early education program Mm -hmm. bernie sanders without giving credit and that's the thing is it's like teamwork versus i do all of this myself and the problem is like we have a government that involves a lot of people Mm -hmm. and if you have a person who's just going to take responsibility for everything and act like they're the only person capable of doing it that's not like a great president yeah Teamwork and, makes and what work. is it? it uh, I believe it was Caitlin Bird uh, who wrote that amazing oh, tweet. It was so good. Um, should I read it? Yeah. Okay. So there's this really, really awesome thread that we found on Twitter that totally just speaks to all of our feelings right now. And it was done by Caitlin Bird. And her Twitter handle is at Gotham Girl Blue. And you should all check her out. So Jesse's going to start and we're just going to go back and forth on her tweets. Yeah. Here's what she said. Hi, I'm a person who is very far away from voting, but a loyal Democrat who pays attention to politics like a job. Voting is happening right now, so I wanted to do a little thread for people who are not super into politics, but want some guidance. First, don't pundit. Don't try to guess what your neighbor will do. Don't try to guess the winner. Do not. Too many people paid to pundit are bad at their jobs. Chris Matthews. And I promise that this is not where the amateur is any better. Instead, trust yourself. Trusting yourself to vote means thinking about the world you want to see and figuring out who is best and able to make it happen. The impulse to pundit comes from fear and the fear comes from lack of control, but you can't control this election. Trust me. Where fear is impulsive, trust is deliberate. Pay attention not only to the policies, but the people. Do they have the skills to work with different people with different interests? Can they explain what they want clearly and straightforwardly? Vote on those questions. Where fear erodes rationality, trust strengthens it. Are candidates encouraging openness and transparency? Are they giving you the tools to process their vision? Are they empowering you to create the world you imagined? Vote on those questions. In our fear, our desire to control things, we are watching people panic. We want to beat Tron... (laughs) (laughs) Tronald Dump. (laughs) We want to beat Donald Trump. But we don't know how, and we're desperate for someone to just come up with an answer. Some people's candidacies are preying on that fear rather than trying to dispel it. Candidates who are stoking your fears that any non-white, non-male candidate cannot succeed against Donald Trump are trying to make you panic. They want you going on impulse. They don't want you thinking your vote through. Most of all, fear-mongering candidates don't want you to really consider that the world will exist after we beat Donald Trump. They want you to fear their loss more than you invest in their success. That's a recipe for misery. Electability isn't real. There's no magic formula that wins elections. There's no collection of traits or boxes you can check that will beat Donald Trump. What will win is someone who engenders trust over fear. Someone who is prepared for a world after Trump. That's electable. Because honestly, as someone who has followed a lot of politics, for president, the campaign is the job interview. The job is to speak across divides. The job is to build an outlook. The job is to protect us. Are they doing the job? How someone campaigns is who they will be in the office. Michelle Obama said that being president doesn't transform who you are. It reveals who you are. Look at these campaigns and ask, what are the candidates revealing? Trump revealed who he was every single day of 2016. And a lot of people playing pundit 
decided that they wouldn't take it seriously or argue his merits or even get up to vote against him. And how did that work out? So Democrats, as we vote, let's think all the way through. Let's not be rude. Mm. <laughs> let's not be rude by fear. Don't be rude by Don't fear. Don't be rude by fear. Nah. <laughs> Let's not be ruled by fear. Let's not panic. We deserve a candidate who builds our trust that this country can be salvaged and rebuilt, maybe even reconstructed. And let's watch for what candidates are willing to say and do, how they reach across divides, how they gain allies, how they engender trust. Because the candidate we believe in is the candidate who will win. It really is that simple. P.S. If you believe in Elizabeth Warren, she will win. Fact. P.S. If you believe in Elizabeth Warren, she will win. Fact. Fact. Again, <laughs> <laughs> that was Caitlin Bird at Gotham Girl Blue. Check her out. Because She's it, fucking awesome. Ugh, and it just like it was everything. Yeah. yeah. It said everything. Yeah. Because it's so on point. I'm so tired of people being like she can't win because of this or because it, she can fucking win if you yeah. fucking vote for her. Vote for her. That's it. And, and like <sighs> I'm going to piss off a lot of people right now. Do it. I'm here for it. I know. I just, I believe in like 90% of what Bernie Sanders says. Mm -hmm. I love the shiny things that he says. Mm -hmm. It's very shiny. So shiny. But like, why him and not her? She believes in, she is, pe people, I feel like every time I say that I believe in Warren, people keep calling me a centrist or that she's the corporate Bernie. And I don't fucking understand it because she, all of her plans are progressive. And not mm. only are they progressive, but she has she is more specific in her planning than any other candidate in the field. It's mind blowing to me because I don't under. Ah, sorry, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like she. I hate to say that she has a plan because it sounds so fucking cheesy, but she literally does like in a way that nobody else has, like in a way that a teacher has, in a way that a lawyer has, and in a way that a, per a person who's worked in the government as a senator. Yeah, I will also piss a lot of people off. It's fine. Um, I did a lot of reading on her policies in the lead up to do this episode. And one of the things that I learned through reading them was that she is inclusive. And I know that she reached out to the trans community when she was writing any sort of uh, health care plans. None of them. What other candidate has yeah, done that? Yeah, she's done the work. She's done the work. She's gotten, she's gotten some really awesome endorsements. And, you know, it's really, it's hard because we spend a lot of time here talking about women's issues, talking about inclusivity, about access. And I went through her plans today and she had a whole plan about maternal mortality rate mm -hmm. by the way our maternal maternity maternal mortality rate in this country is fucking trash and it's specifically bad for women of color and she has a plan talking about women of color and it's not because she wrote it it's because she talked to people of color and she wants to center mm -hmm. those people yeah and who's better to advise on a on an issue facing a specific community than mm -hmm. the members of that community yeah and she doesn't have the ego to say that she needs the credit for it. She just wants to deliver what people need. She wants to get it done. Yeah. And so she fucking delegate. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. delegates. She delegates. <laughs> and you know what? I just had a I had a big like breakthrough just in this Bring one it, baby. moment is that as women, we are caretakers. We want people to do. We want people to have opportunity. We want access. We want people to do better. And we don't necessarily need a congratulations for helping people but that's why she's also getting ignored right 
But like that's what she's built her campaign around is like being a fuck being smarter than everybody else in the room, mm-hmm. more prepared, but also actually giving a shit, not just saying I'm the best person for the job because I'm running this van like vanity campaign, <clears throat> Bloomberg. Um, but because she's like, I have talked to all of these people. I have I've already she's already I know she already has an imaginary candidate like cabinet. She already has all of those spots filled. Yeah. It would be probably one of the most diverse cabinets in she's history. Already made a plan for the coronavirus. Oh yeah, like a month ago. Like a month ago. Yeah. She already made a plan for it. She's not even president and she's already come up with a plan for it. That like as, as just as Caitlin Bird said, pr- the presidency will reveal who you are. Yeah. And if you're watching these people and how they campaign. Yeah. And I know I I'm not trying to attack Bernie Sanders, but I kind of am because it feels like a constant attack online. And I know yeah. that that's even not okay to say because pe- there are plenty of people who are of rational mind who like believe in what he says. And and I believe in a lot of the things that mm-hmm. he says. I just think that Warren can implement it better. Yeah. Because she, I don't know. Is that bad to say? No, I don't think that's bad to say. I, I mean, no, I, I don't want to attack Bernie on here because no, I it's... feel like I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I, I have a really difficult time. Okay, so if we're looking at like Trump loyalists, right? And I'm not trying to draw like a super specific parallel here, but I have a really big issue with people who um declare their loyalty to a person and don't aren't capable of thinking for themselves and of saying, "You know what? Like I love these 10 things this person stands for, but I want them to apologize or I want to hold them accountable for this thing." Mm-hmm. That's a really healthy way to look at stuff. That's how we deal with our friends, right? Like if you if you are planning to be in a relationship with somebody as a friend or a family member or in a like sexual romantic relationship, you have to say, "Okay, like you're not perfect and here are the things, these are the concessions I make, these are the things I need to understand about you and um we we can talk about it, yeah. but like you're not perfect." The second you think someone's perfect, they will fail you. They will show you or, why they're not. Yeah. Or you will fail them yeah. by not holding them accountable. Yeah. And my issue with Bernie right now is that a lot of his people have this idea that he was fucked in 2016 and and like he's this like victim and all of this other stuff. And they won't even acknowledge where he's not doing a good job. And to me, that's a recipe for ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a personal thing about him. It's like, who is he going to be as president? Yeah. And has he created such a cult of, I don't even want to say personality, but like a cult of his followers yeah. that like we're going to end up in a similar situation where a lot of Americans don't feel represented. Yeah. But that's, but that's the thing that fucking scares me is that we're afraid to criticize him. Like, I'm not even afraid to criticize Elizabeth Warren. Like, there have been things that she's done that I'm like, gotta apologize for that girl. Yeah. You know, well, there's one thing. There's one thing. There's one thing, but like. I mean, I mean, let's talk about that What was the last thing that you said, though? I said that I'm worried about the fact that um, people can't accept that he's not perfect. And so I'm afraid he's going to be ineffective because his most loyal followers won't hold him to account for anything. But also that's the thing, though, is like what. What makes me really nervous about Bernie is that, yeah, I agree with a lot of things that he says, but he's leaving out like two thirds of the country. Mm-hmm. And we've already done that. Yes. We're doing that right now. Yeah. Like we're left out right now. Right. And so like, I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm. want that for any side. I want somebody who can reach across and and unify us. Yeah. 
And and again, I know that sounds so cheesy, but I really do. Like I want to figure out a way that we can all like work together so it doesn't feel this tumultuous. Like I like there's just like this looming apocalypse. And so like I don't want to put that on the other side. Right. Like that's not my intention. Like it's kind of in the in, in the way that like I think about feminism, you know, like when people are like, oh, you're just a man hater. I don't want that. I think the right. narrative is is doesn't work for any sex. Right. And so, like, I'm thinking about that in this term where, like, I don't want to keep swinging back and forth through the pendulum. I want somebody who attacks the corporations, which is exactly what Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. wants to do. She has a 2% tax, tax a wealth yeah. tax, and she wants to help the people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. But not just one part of the people who are suffering. Right. Oh, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. He, he sent down an email that said, uh, us against everyone. Yes. Right. It's us versus them. We are the, you know, put down class. We're this, we're that. And I think, you know, AOC is starting a um, an organization to try and fund uh, down ticket races of progressive candidates to get more progressive candidates into uh, Congress. Okay. And that's really important. Yeah, Because of course. I think that if we have all aspects, I mean, I would love it to be more on the progressive side, but there are people who feel represented by a more conservative agenda. And I think that we ultimately come up with the best solutions when we have a larger swath of the population represented and when yeah. the people who vote, when people can actually vote, which is not where we're at right now. Because mm-hmm. I believe that if everybody in the country could actually vote, we would have Democrats always because we have more representative more democrats mm-hmm. there are just more of us yeah, yeah yeah just the republicans keep drawing the lines right so i love that aoc is doing this thing i think it's going to empower a lot of really awesome progressive candidates yeah i, I would love to see that yeah i think it's going to really move us forward but because we need to see those views too yeah but i think that the president of the united states is supposed to represent the united states yeah and i think that if we can have somebody who says hey you know what like whether people want to think this or not the CFPB helped everybody. Elizabeth Warren made that organization and it wasn't about party lines. It wasn't about anything. It was about protecting people from um, aggressive corporations trying to to sell people bad loans. And she was like, that's not right. And that's what her college plan is about. She wants to fund historically black college and universities. And I think, you know, what's so interesting about this election cycle, I think, is that um, you know, we're okay. So here we are. It's February. Today is Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? And we still have a packed Democratic field because there is no specific front runner. I think that's because Elizabeth Warren's not the front runner because she's, I think, by far the best candidate. And I will say this right now: I don't understand why anyone thinks anything else, honestly. Because she is the best one. She- she's oh. the best candidate. She's the best candidate. Um. So one of my big frustrations right now is that um. So we a lot of our listeners are here in New York City. I don't know how long y'all have been here. But Bloomberg literally rewrote. So he tried to put a ballot initiative forward twice to give himself an extra term and New Yorkers voted against it. So he like did some fun stuff with the stuff with a loophole and got himself a third term as mayor of New York. And to me, that should be disqualifying. Yeah. Anybody who thinks there's nobody else capable of doing this job is garbage. Absolutely. Also, he has how many NDAs? I'm sorry, like disqualified. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Disqualified. Oh my god, did you hear that thing? It makes me so mad. So like 
I don't know if you guys were all watching that, not this most recent debate, but not debate number 500, but debate number 499, when Bloomberg first entered the race. There's so many of them. I mean, there haven't been 500, <laughs> but it fucking feels like it. Like he was, so, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Warren called him out on, on his NDAs. Yep. And he was like, oh, it's because they couldn't take a joke. Yeah. How many of you have heard that? Yeah. You just don't have a sense of humor. You don't have a sense of humor. You can't yeah. make a joke. Yeah. I was just grabbing your ass because I thought it was funny. <sighs> like, that's the thing, though, is like, I feel like, and this is a, this is a bad thing for me because I feel like I don't even take him seriously, which is not. Bloomberg? Yeah. Like, I should. Right. I feel like that's a bad thing for me to be doing is that I shouldn't be discounting him. But like, I don't. For me, he's like not even in the race. Right. The, I mean, he shouldn't be in the race. The issue is that he's bought his way in. Mm -hmm. So like he's not qualified. He doesn't have any of the expertise. He is a businessman. This is a country, not a business. Mm -hmm. And if he runs it as a business, he's going to benefit himself and other people who are wealthy. Like Trump. Yeah, exactly. So like if we're looking at Trump versus Bloomberg, we're looking at two, essentially like two sides of the same coin. Like if it was between Trump and Bloomberg, would I vote for Bloomberg? Absolutely, because I don't think Bloomberg would keep babies in cages. But Bloomberg did oversee and defend stop and frisk mm -hmm. for years yeah. that traumatized an entire generation of black men. And this gets back to her policies, which is that he was willing to look at the surface level problem as opposed to what are all of the things that make this wrong? Like. Mm -hmm. If you put in place a bad policy, you don't just say, oh, that policy was bad and move forward. You say, what are all of the things like what are the what led to this? And like, that's what I that's what I felt when I was reading about her maternal mortality plan. Mm -hmm. She was like, we have a really crazy level of black women dying in childbirth and around childbirth. And what is the problem? Yeah. Racism. Yeah. In her plan, it just said the problem is racism. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's no easy solution to that. But at least if you identify the problem, you can start working towards fixing it. But also I want like a, I really, really want to hear somebody tell me who else has has put that in their policy. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, like name one, like honestly, like really. And even maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong. But I feel like even with Bernie Sanders, like I remember watching him on a fucking uh, live podcast thing and they brought up reparations and they brought up um, mass incarceration mm -hmm. and he got so defensive that he just right. ended the conversation. Yes. He I'm sorry. That. I keep I keep I keep no. bringing it back to Bernie and, and we can move on no. after that. I just that was like a point that I was like so I, I, I was watching that and I was like you're in a room full of people of color mm -hmm. and you won't even have a discussion with them. Right. And I mean that's that's to do with male fragility and the reason why i think that it's so apparent with bernie sanders is that he puts himself forward as this like progressive savior and as this person that has these really advanced ideas about like how we can deal with society and as you've said before in a lot of ways his plans are really good i think he and elizabeth have yeah, a, yeah a lot of similarities but if you boil everything down to the economics and you don't look at what's underlying so if you don't say we have an environmental problem but the people who are suffering more are people of color. Why is that? Yeah. Oh, it has to do with the housing crisis. It has to do with housing. It has to do with education. It has to do with this. It has to do with that. And you don't look at all of these things together in one big piece. And you just say, people aren't making enough money or we need affordable health care. And, and that's true. People aren't making enough money. And we do need affordable health care. Yeah. But like, we also need to engage with the fact that 
we are in a very, we live in a racist country mm-hmm. and it's not Bernie Sanders' fault. But the fact that he marched in civil rights marches in the 60s mm-hmm. doesn't, ex- doesn't mean that as a white person, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get it. It's not his experience. It's not my experience. Right. But like, I would much prefer a candidate who says, you know what? I'm a privileged white person at this point, And mm-hmm. like, I don't, I didn't have these experiences. So, so let me let, hire somebody who fucking does. Let me pay people And that's the thing is I'm wage. also really tired of hearing that because like, great, he did that then. What is yeah. he doing now? Yeah. Ezra Klein on, from Vox mm-hmm. said this thing that really like hit home for me, which was uh, that a through line of Warren's career is that complexity is something that the powerful wield against the powerless. And complexity is something that people use to shift blame. Because what is distinct about Warren is that she does understand how to fix these problems so well, and she knows how to make those plans a reality more than any other candidate. She's more specific on how she would get these things done. Like even years ago, she went on the Jon Stewart show and in three sentences explained the housing crisis, Mm -hmm. uh, the the housing collapse. Yeah. And even Jon Stewart was like, that was like economic chicken soup to me. Yeah. Because the way that she can break things down for people to actually understand Mm -hmm. is a superpower. Yeah. And that she's able to say, you know what? Like you were preyed upon. The housing crisis happened because people were preyed upon. And the student loan bubble that's being created is because people have been preyed upon. And they're specifically targeting people of color, people from lower income backgrounds. And the Trump administration with Betsy DeVos at the helm has been paving the way for this to continue to happen. Mm -hmm. And she's saying what we have to do is like the education department actually has the ability or the responsibility to enforce uh, civil rights rules. Mm-hmm. They have to look at these things. They have a responsibility to say, this is violating civil rights legislation. Mm-hmm. And they're simply not doing it. Her plan on her first day of office is to task the education department, the DOE, with actually protecting students mm-hmm. from predatory lending because, you know, we are not a financially literate society. Yeah. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. None of us. None not of me. Us are. Not you. Not uh-uh. anybody. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. A woman that was a mayor of a small city in Indiana ever getting this far in a presidential race no that bitch can do anything yeah and p.s if anyone who was a mayor of a city and a Rhodes scholar and all of this other shit were to get this far it should have been cory fucking booker and absolutely i don't care all of you fuckers who are gonna yell about like oh he took money from the insurance company oh my fucking god you know what until we change mm-hmm. campaign finance law, yep. you cannot blame people for taking advantage of what is available to them. And That's me snapping. <laughs> I'm snapping. And the fact that we have this purity test because one person was able to raise money off of small donations, and that's so awesome, and I think that's really, really great. Mm-hmm. But I also think that 
the priority shouldn't be lampooning people who take advantage of a broken system. The priority should be to say, you know what? Let's fix this fucking system. And how do you do that? Right. And a plan. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth fucking Warren. That's how. I'm so tired. She's. I'm so tired. Of these fucking purity tests. I'm so tired. She's also, oh my God. She's just like so much more ambitious than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like that woman doesn't sleep. I don't think she does. I feel like she doesn't sleep. She's yeah. let, you know who she is? Who is she's she? She's fucking Leslie Nope. <laughs> like she's le- like, Leslie Nope is a fictional character, but she's fucking Leslie Nope. Yeah, maybe she's who Leslie Found Nope was her. actually based on. She might be. Yeah. She fucking might be. Yeah. No, it's true. I just, you know, the whole thing, it's just, it's really like being in a group project and having everyone take responsibility for all of your work. And getting no credit for anything that you do. <laughs> so true. And that is what's happening. Ezra Klein was talking about how Warren is like the best candidate ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and how the Democratic primary is about differences in plans. That the candidates are not likely to have the votes in the Senate to come anywhere near passing in the Senate. And here's Warren arguing in a way that others don't. One, that we should get rid of the filibuster. Lowering the number of votes a bill needs to pass the Senate from 60 to 51. Mm-hmm. Which is what it was, I think, until recently. Yeah. Um, that we should get rid of the Electoral College so whoever gets the most votes actually becomes the president. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, that we should make D.C. and Puerto Rico states so that millions of U.S. citizens who can't vote for the president or members of Congress, so that millions of U.S. citizens who can't vote for the president or members of Congress would finally be able to, which is exactly what you were talking about earlier, which is that she is opening it. to, And, and that is why, for me, I'm like, this woman is more progressive than any, any other fucking candidate because she's already thinking 10 steps ahead of all of you. Climate change, she got you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Corporations, and, killing you. And it's not just about climate change. It's about climate injustice. Exactly, right? Yes. So it's not just right. about like, yeah, the oceans are How is it affecting the people of color yeah. over everybody else? Yeah, and she was the only person, I noticed, I noticed this, I want to say, in the debate where she fucking slaughtered Bloomberg. Yeah. R.I.P. So during the debate, so there are people outside of the contiguous United States and Hawaii and Alaska who are able to vote. And she was saying, we're waiting for all of them to come back. And she's the only candidate who ever gives any sort of notoriety to anybody outside of the 50 states. Mm -hmm. She was like, we're still waiting for everybody. Yeah. And like, and that to me, that's inclusivity because she's saying like, there are, there are a lot of sexy, right? That's not sexy. And neither is process. And like, right. that's the thing about Elizabeth Warren is like, she sets up a plan and that sets her apart, but that process isn't sexy, but process ends up deciding the outcomes. Yeah. And she, I read this thing and I wish I remembered who it was. I think it might've been actually in the times today. They were talking about why you would vote for Elizabeth Warren and that she sees the value in offices that other people not might not see because she has such a great understanding of how everything works. Yeah. So she doesn't just say, I need to get somebody in charge of the Department of Education. Like, I need this undersecretary of this specific branch of the DOE to do this thing to make sure I can push push this through. Like, she sees the value in every person and she understands the role that people play. And it's the president I want. I want her so bad. I want it so bad. It hurts. I want it so I've never, I've like never felt this way. I want it so bad. I know. And it just feels like, 
it feels really, really dire. Like, I mean, so she has her her fucking healthcare plan in her plan. She says, this is what I'm going to do the first day in office. This is what I promise to do within the first 100 days. This is what I will do by the third by the third year. Everyone will have Medicare for all option. But up until then, everyone under the age of 18 plus families that are making less than 200 percent of the federal minimum wage, which ends up being about fifty thousand dollars per year for a family of four. All of those people have automatic access to Medicare for all. And then the idea is that by her third year, everyone has access. But it's not just like I'm going to take office and all of a sudden like poof magic. Yeah, because that's not how it fucking works. It's going to take time. So she set herself up. Milestones. This is what I'm gonna do by this point. This is what I'm gonna do by this point. And like, I know that that's not as exciting, but to me, that seems realistic. It's not, but it's not even realistic. Like, I, I hate that I keep comparing it, but like, that's, it, but that's like what I feel like we're mm-hmm. up against. I honestly feel like that's what it. That's the like I feel like the Bernie Sanders campaign is what Elizabeth Warren is up against. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like. <sighs> His campaign is wrapped up like a revolution. Mm-hmm. And it's sexy. Right. Elizabeth Warren, to me, is a revolution that like I I know I know like having plans to take action isn't as flashy, but like that is the revolution that I like that's and I you know I love flashy things. You do. I love flashy things you and do. like I don't want to make all the plans, but she has the plans. Yeah, already. And they come naturally to her. And it's so not easy for her. Like, she puts in the work. And that's the crazy thing is she does all the footwork for it. But, like, she is a revolution to me. The way that she wants to do things, the way that she plans things out, the way she plans her attacks out, the way that she sits back. And, like, even her coming back in that campaign or in that um, in Nevada. Uh-huh. That was planned and it was perfect. Yeah. That's the president who she that's the president that she is. She saw that she was being erased. She asked people how she could change it and then she fucking did it. Yeah. And it was really hard to ignore her after that. Yeah. And I, that's I mean, the president she is. They're doing it anyway. They're still doing it again. But yeah. my big thing with her is that she shares. Yeah. Honestly, like, I know that sounds so silly. No, but it like, doesn't. But yeah, she's like, she is an arms open candidate where she's like, I have amassed a team. I have spent time talking to people. I stay in selfie lines for hours after my events, even though I'm fucking tired. And I call my supporters. Yeah. And I want to share. I'm, I'm not like Elizabeth Warren, the only person who did all of this. You'd have to be stupid to think that she wrote all of those plans herself. She has a fucking staff. She listens to everyone. She listens to everyone. Everyone. Even even the people that she's like, even the people that come to her town hall meetings that aren't fans of her, she talks to them with respect. Yeah. While still being like, but here are the facts. Is. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's amazing. And like, I can't even imagine how much she could do. That's a revolution to me is she can yeah. do something that nobody else has yeah. because of the way that she shares, because of the way that she listens and respects. And like, it's not for, for me, it's like an across the board situation. Yeah. And it's how do we take care of everyone? Not this select few. Right. Right. Because like her power is not dependent on empowering people that disempower a lot of people. Yeah. For her, it's about raising the bar for everybody. Yeah. And I just. You know, 
this is the thing I keep coming back to over and over again. If we look at 2016 and 2020, I know people have their own have their feelings about Hillary Clinton. I'm still fucking salty about it. And I'll probably <laughs> be salty about it until the day that I die. However, Hillary Clinton inherited a fucking bottomed out DNC. Mm-hmm. She raised a ton of money, not just for herself, but for the DNC and for down ticket races. And so for everybody that wants to bitch about Hillary and, you know, whatever their feelings are, which like have your feelings, that's great. She raised a lot of money and she really helped us turn the house in 2018. Mm. And and uh, Elizabeth Warren has also been raising money for down ticket races. Yep. I've said this to people a gazillion times. She's not even president. She's not even president. And I, th- I equate the presidential elections to the Olympics. I'm a gymnastics fan, as you guys know. And I always get super frustrated because people, it's nice. Don't stop sending me these videos. But every four years, people send me gymnastics videos as if I haven't already seen them. I've seen them all. Keep sending them. (laughs) But I also care about the World Cups and I care about world championships. I care about like, you know, practice videos and stuff like that. So like we can't only care about the presidency. We need to care about the Senate races and the House races. We need to care about our state Senate, our governors, our city mayors, all of that shit. And that stuff Honestly, for as much as I want Elizabeth Warren to be president, I really want us to fucking take the goddamn Senate Mm -hmm. and get some more states turned all the way blue because Virginia fucking crushed it. Virginia has a totally blue Senate and House now. Mm -hmm. They're doing some nice things there. And I think it's really important. It is really important. Full of gold coins. Um, He wears a top hat. Um, He's owned by Disney. He's... um, uh, Pass. Pass. Scrooge McDuck. Oh, my gosh. It's Scrooge McDuck. Oh, you should. He does the backstrap in the, in the gold coins. If only I'd known. Of Sorry. course it's Scrooge oh, McDuck. Okay. He doesn't wear pants. No, he doesn't wear pants. Got which it. Which I think is a billionaire thing. Yeah, she says uh, redlining is terrible. Agreed. Uh, environmental injustice, really bad. <laughs> I agree with that, too. I mean, honestly, like... My- <laughs> Warren's like policies and just be like yep bad agree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's bad we should fix it it's bad we should fix it got a plan for that um yeah I mean really like what all of that research taught me is that she wants to center and platform communities that have been ignored and um the ironic thing about it is that she's being ignored Ugh. and what her, her central point to me has been identifying who is most affected by a specific policy or problem and then talking to them like for maternal mortality she wants to center in the conversation she's like yeah i want to hear their opinion but the people who lost family members or the mothers who lost children i want them to call the shots yeah because they know what went wrong exactly and who else has ever fucking it's not rocket science but like no one ever thinks of it nobody does it because it doesn't matter to them it's not paper and oh yeah, everyone goes on the campaign trail, this time less than other times, although Elizabeth Warren still does it, which I like, and tells stories about this person that they met here and mm-hmm. what their family is up against and whatever, which is all well and good and tells me that you've been having conversations with people. But she puts those people into her policies. Yeah. So it's not just that she has a conversation that she can then trot out on the campaign trail and be like, see, look, I talk to people. Yeah. No, she's like, I actually, I didn't I, just like, listen, I heard. Right. 
And I'm implementing it. Exactly. And it matters to me. I want it. I want it so bad. I want it. It's hard. We're suffering. I just want her to stop. I also want her to have a fighting chance. Like, it's so fucking frustrating to watch her. I'm really scared. Be dismissed. I'm scared about today. I'm scared about everything going forward. I'm really scared about a Bloomberg Sanders primary. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I guess thank you for listening to us be super frustrated about mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren's erasure. Um, it's been really, uh, it's been really hard to see her be a really strong, more than viable candidate, mm-hmm. like a, a great and amazing candidate, not even ha- stand a fighting chance because the media doesn't talk about her. You know, the Boston Globe on February 16th, which was two weeks ago, um, tweeted an article and the, the title was latest election campaign news. Buttigieg is proud of his husband. Klobuchar fundraising. Trump raises money. Biden and Sanders in Nevada. Full stop. Nothing about Warren, yeah. which is insane as a person who fluctuated between second and third in the national polls. Yeah. And then there was the New York Times that wrote an article after the Iowa caucuses. And in the first paragraph, they mentioned Bernie, Buttigieg, and Biden. They came in one, two, and four, and they completely skipped over the third person who was Warren. They didn't talk about her until three paragraphs down. Yeah. So, like, tell me why. Yeah. Tell me if that's, like, not a common theme. And I know that, like, I feel like people don't notice that. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And I think that it's a very I think it's an intentional erasure because I think that um, I think that people are more afraid of Elizabeth Warren. People Mm -hmm. with money are more afraid of Elizabeth Warren than they are of anybody else because she's going to do it. Yeah. And to me, that means she's the best candidate. When you have Mark Zuckerberg afraid of what's going to happen to Facebook, when you have Ann Coulter being like, Bernie's not going to get anything done. Elizabeth Warren is a fucking psycho who won't stop until everything that she wants gets done. Bring me the psycho. Bring me the psycho. I'll take the fucking psycho. So you have all of these people that are like, are afraid of her because they see what she can do. She created an entire bureau to hold banks accountable, Mm -hmm. to protect us against predatory practices. And that is what she's going to bring to the presidency. She wants to protect regular people from being preyed upon by the wealthy, whether yeah. that be a corporation or an individual person. And they're all petrified of her. And that's why they're not talking about her. Yeah. Because she will change everything. So Seth Abramson mm-hmm. uh, did this tweet. What do you do if you're afraid a woman can't beat Trump? You nominate a woman. Mm-hmm. Why? Because fuck him. That's why. You never change yourself to cater to an enemy. You destroy him with your honor and inter- integrity intact. Does America agree? No, it's cowering. Yeah. And that to me is like the perfect explanation is like yeah. people are trying to go with their safe bet. it's bets. And it's like, don't go with your safe bet. Go with the person who's right for the fucking job. Because here's the thing is that we're not talking. I know that at any election there are lives at stake, but so much more so now mm-hmm. because Trump is killing people. Yeah. And we really like as much as I will say I will vote for whoever the nominee is and I will. And I because will because I'm, a, for, because I'm a fucking adult. Yeah. Which is also like anybody who's saying that you're fucking the worst human. I'm sorry. Have we learned fucking nothing from 2016? I'm really tired of hearing people 
on Twitter talking about how they won't vote for anybody but a specific person. No. And that is garbage. I don't care how good you think your candidate is. We are voting against Trump. That's it. That's it. That's it. I will vote for any of them. But I really want to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. That's it. I really want to vote for her. It's the world I want. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. On Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. Soon to be on Medium. You can donate to us at Patreon, LiberaPay, PayPal, and uh, Venmo at Welcome to My Vagina. Yeah, become a monthly subscriber. Yeah. Yeah, go to welcometomyvagina.com and become a subscriber to our newsletter as mm-hmm. well. You can email us at welcometomyvagina at gmail.com. We like questions and fan art and jingles. And suggestions for future episodes. True. Check out Jesse's awesome videos at on YouTube. Just search for Welcome to My Vagina. Check out Rebecca's awesome writing at franklyrebecca.com. And head on over to morebanana.com to check out all of the awesome projects by our production company. Yeah. And thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate, for being our amazing, dope-ass fucking producer. (laughs) Cool.